Welcome to the Recon Podcast. In this episode, I'll be joined by Recon members The Leather Otter and Wolf Gangbang for what I'm sure is going to be a very insightful and juicy talk about the growth and popularity of one of the sexiest annual king trends, Locktober. This is the final episode of season three, and I hope you enjoy this episode with us. So, Locktober. I don't think I would be completely wrong in saying that uh, Locktober has become somewhat of a social phenomenon, if we can call it that. Um, it's been really eye-opening to see how popular it has become over years and to see the increasing number of guys that are taking part in it each year. And, you know, this isn't just local, this is global. I'm not quite sure when it started, but for some time I've always found the idea or the concept of chastity to be really exciting and not just visually. I mean, it's fucking visually exciting for me as well to see a caged boy. But also, you know, when you think about what's going on in the, you know, in the heads of the boy who's actually locked, I've always found this to be um quite exciting. And I'm not sure if I can say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. My partner is locked as well. Uh, and I'm really that he's as fascinated by it as I am. X, formerly known as Twitter, um, is a platform that we all know you probably don't dare open anywhere within public view of anywhere else because there's likely to be some cock jumping out. And I'm sure a lot of people get their daily cock fix when they're on Twitter. I don't know about the rest of you, but as much as I find it cool to be looking at cock, I get super turned on when it's in a cage. So for that whole month of October, I know it's coming up. I know that I'm going to spend hours each week, you know, totally perving over the pics, posted and shared. Uh, and yes, I would very happily admit that I perv over the pics. And I want to thank those of you that share those pics for sharing them with me and making my day. The only problem with that is... Well, maybe I should say too, I'm not just proving over the pics. Sometimes I read the text as well. So it's not, you know, it's not just all like pic scrolling, da, 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 da. but I have to stop myself because my phone literally starts overheating. You know, you very easy, easily lose track of time. You fall in that loop, you scroll in the pics and you go and you go. And if you're an iPhone user, you probably know that when you're in it this time and like pulling on that bandwidth, it starts to get a little bit hot. So I think I may need to have a conversation with Apple about this in the run up to October as well. But it's one of the reasons why I think I want to talk about this. And yes, I can hear some of you now. It's self-serving. And so what? That's my prerogative. I can definitely do that. Um, you know, why not try to satisfy my own curiosity about certain kinks and fetishes? And Locktober is definitely one of them. So let's get our two guests on. I've got some really simple questions, hopefully simple questions for them. Please welcome Tyler and Max. Tyler's recon profile, The Leather Otter, The Leather Otter, and Max Wolf Gangbang to the podcast. So guys, welcome on. Um, please tell us a little bit about yourself and your life in chastity. And I'll ask you to do that and then we'll jump into the juicy questions. <laughs> okay, so... I started my chastity adventure, I guess you could say, a few years ago. I would say maybe about five years ago is when I came across the my first time noticing 
of October. Um, Chastity, believe it or not, is not one of my top kinks. Bondage is, and um, leather, of course. But um, Chastity is always something that I have admired. And it's something that I always look at those who make a long-term commitment with. I always look up to them and think, you know, it takes a really good, strong person to be able to do that, whether they are in a top verse or bottom position that they hold. And so I've always felt like there's a sense of strength within that, with being able to do that. So I tried to do a October my first time, I would say maybe about five or six years ago and failed miserably. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I think I only made it maybe <laughs> two days and, and that's it. Um, I'm, I am a sub to my, to my search, my partner, but I am also a dom to everyone else. And as that, I always say being a switch is that I prefer not to force any of my subs or slaves into anything that I wouldn't do or haven't done. And so that was the main reason why I wanted to jump into chastity for my first October try that I ended up failing on. And I would have to say maybe about two or three years after that, I got a different device. I got the Holy Trainer. I forget which version it was. And it just did not, it didn't work. It didn't hold up for maybe five days. And then I, I had to jump out of it again. So this time around, I'm using uh, the Kink 3D uh, Cobra. So comfortable. It's almost forgettable that I that I have it on. And I really am pushing myself and testing myself with it and, and enjoying this ride as well. Having a goal that is set to go 31 days and also having the the help of uh, the followers and new followers and watchers on X, formerly Twitter, and also on Blue Sky, another um, social app. There's a lot of um, um, support that I'm finding over on that social media app as well. Chugging through. Oh, well, thank you so much for that. I just that just gave me some notes and something else to think about. Um, mm -hmm. I've got another question I'm going to throw in there. So ha, that's our first <laughs> uh, our first slider. Um, Max, tell hi, us about hi. your. Your incredible uh, life in chastity. So, hi, yeah, I'm uh, Max uh, Wolfgang. My first experience with chastity was looking at images online, and uh, one of the ways I actually got into um, pornography and even um, realizing I was gay was actually through uh, furry porn. And uh, there is a lot more experimentation with uh, suits and pop play and null bulges and all that sort of good rubber fun um so through all of that i sort of i want to say slowly but quickly realized that chastity was actually one of the uh, kinks that i thought was um quite exciting um 
I, uh, much like Tony, I also had that um, thing of eventually getting a device and going, oh, this is fun. I think my first one was some sort of silicon ring type one. And I thought that's fun, but it's not quite restraining enough. Um, and then proceeded to try another one and went through some of the holy trainers. And I think I'm, an, I'm a massive collector uh, of gear and stuff and tat. Um, so uh, my collection of cages at the moment is about 23, 24 um because much like cinderella i'm going around trying to find the right one that worked for me <laughs> gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Uh, <laughs> so I, I i can't condone buying knockoffs however when you're trying to find something that works for you you uh it's often good to find the right ring size and uh size of cage before you actually go and buy the real one um so uh yeah so i i eventually settled on the kink 3d design as the most comfortable one the you as you say you barely feel it's on sometimes and then you notice it's on and then you really notice it's on um but yeah that's sort of where i just picked up on it started doing it and the more i've done it because i've got so many cages i've let friends try cages for a while and go well if you haven't tried chassis what well, might try this one on for a while don't worry i'll look after your key um <laughs> and then uh, that's that was my journey uh amazing nice. good intro thank you both of you i guess you talked a little briefly about how your chastity started but tell us very briefly in a very short maybe a, f a handful of sentences how did locktober start if you know does anyone know how what 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 created the birth of locktober so um because i saw this as one of your questions um i <laughs> Whilst um, casually browsing the internet yesterday, um, <laughs> had, a, had a quick Google to see if I could work out where it came from. And the sources were unreliable. Um, so I don't know if this is actually fully true, but it seems to have come around in about 2013 when um, I think probably Reddit or 4chan picked up on it being a great pun and uh, also related to uh, No Nut November. Like, so I yeah. think it's a, a spread on from that. Uh, and doing just be like, oh my gosh, I can make this my thing. Uh, and then me loving puns eventually made it my thing as well. So no night came before Lactober? Well, technically then neither of them came. Uh, but yes, uh, <laughs> no, 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 started first. <laughs> Boom, boom. I love it. Okay, that's interesting because I I didn't know where it started. So, and I would imagine a lot of our listeners and even other people who follow on social media who have no idea where it all began would be interested. So, I think that might be something. I'm going to do some research into this myself afterwards. So, tell me, why do you do Locktober? What is it that makes you want to lock your cock away for a whole month or to challenge yourself to lock it away for a whole month? Currently, firstly, it was to achieve the goal that I had failed at twice before. Also, as I said earlier, you know, I want to make sure that it's something that if I ask somebody else to do or I tell my sub to do, it's something that I've done before and we can go through it together and I can let him or her know, him, her, they know. Yeah. You know, I've gone through it. Let me know what's going on. These are my tips as far as getting uh, getting into it and how to go about staying in it and what happens if something falls out and what happens if you're getting on a plane. Those kinds of uh, situations. 
Yeah, as a, as a challenge, you know, to myself. And then I also found that I've been able to get a lot more things done, a lot of projects done, you know, as far as... Um, so you found that locking makes you focus. Oh, oh, yes, I am very hyper-focused. And then I also found that there may be another little small kink that I found within being locked up and that I may have a little small kink for CBT in there because... <laughs> When you, when you wake up and it's snugging in the middle of the night, yeah, it doesn't go down because you like the way that it feels with the tugging. Yeah. So okay. it's, it's, a journey. It's, it's a learning experience and I enjoy where we're at now. It, over here, it, I'm day 17. So. Well done. Brilliant. Max, how did it start for you? Um, I slightly to my own shame, I don't actually do locked over. As much as I am a switch, I do love chastity. I, it's it's always the great reveal. Like I, um, uh, similar to Tony, um, I longest I've done is about eight days. And then I'm like, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're done here. <laughs> um, it's uh, like, I, I do really enjoy chastity, but I like it as a, a bit of foreplay to build you up. So I'm, I'd be, I'm more of a mindset of to lock in the morning and then by the evening, like to hold back. But then again, I've never been in a situation where I've actually had um, uh, a living partner who has also been into chastity. Yeah. Um, so that's very, that, that's it for me. Like I really like it because I like someone controlling me, and then um, the attention that I then have to get for that. So it, like it, it makes me really attentive and really particularly cuddly. But uh, yeah, it makes me very keen. So I need someone there to reflect off of that otherwise yeah, if I'm just home alone and I'm just being like so um, for one I don't I only very occasionally lock at night because it it does ruin my sleep pattern and then I also will wake up and be like oh well now I want attention but oh I don't have someone else to wake up and get attention from <laughs> this was going to actually be one of my questions and it was basically because I know a lot of people who are regular um, you know, regularly caged or locked sometimes have these um, issues and problems that come up that they cannot sleep with the cage on. So it's sometimes like, um, you know, they would have, let's say, permission to unlock at nighttime and then they would lock back in the morning. But I know a lot of people, especially when they're first getting used to chastity, very often will suffer when nighttime comes. So here's maybe my next question because i'm guessing that you both would be caged often on or maybe at regular points and i want to know if you are do you have a key holder or are you most often self-locked i have been self-locked this time around since october one yeah i've been sleeping with it on and I've only been taking off the shaft to shower yeah. and leaving the ring on shower. I get out, I dry off, I re-coconut it up and then slide the shaft part back on and then continue on throughout my day. Um, I've woken up to, like I said, massive hard-ons and where it's just been tugging on my nuts crucially and me being into um bdsm definitely 
I can see how for some people it tugging on your boys would make you go down. And I have experienced the exact opposite of that. As, as, <laughs> as it is pulling all my nuts, it's only making me harder. So in my head, I'm like singing like show tunes and like Walt Disney, I'm going through Walt Disney scenes in my head to, to try to make it like go down and relax so I can go back to sleep because I just, the, I feel like I'm going to win. Yes. This October, I'm going to win. I'm not, I may not do this again, but I want to say I did it at least one time. Yeah. So discovering a new kink is fun throughout it as well. That's yeah. really interesting. I like that. Um, for me, um, uh, so my current partner and I are both very, very switchy. And um, I mean, he only got into chastity because I got him into chastity and then I took his key away, so he was staying justly. Uh, but no, uh, like it's, um, we both have a thing of being very switchy and like locking each other for different periods of time. Um, I personally find that as soon as I'm locked, I can go from very dommy and then I'll get locked and then it immediately puts me into a subspace. And he he has a particular thing for actually being um, dommed by somebody who is locked. So that's a really interesting and quite, complicated dynamic to get your head around but it can be fun um so for me and him it's we regularly cage up we barely lock each other or we'll both be locked at the same time it's just whatever playful mood we're feeling at the time now so i don't know if i answered the key holder aspect of it but um my sir and my, my partner he is over in new york city right now and I'm over in uh, California, San Diego. He actually has one key and I have a key as well. Usually, like, I don't unlock unless I tell him I'm going to unlock, which is usually a text message because of, you know, time zones and work and things of that nature. So usually I tell him I'm about to unlock and this is the reason why. And then when I lock right back up, I do it as well. And I think that it's more of a point of accountability on my side as opposed to on his side, because he's when it comes to chastity, he's very relaxed on it. It works pretty good for my benefit. Is communicating about the key, and especially if you need to unlock for any particular reason, is this is this a very specific protocol that must be adhered to that you should always communicate with the key holder if you're going to unlock or take it off? Oh yes, yes. For for well, for me, there's tons of protocol and this may be like another um subject for long distance you know relationships when it comes to the kink aspect as well but one of the things that we have to you know stay connected keep it juicy keep it spicy is to always have that communication as the foundation and so him being able to give that order of that via text you know, or a quick phone to call, or, or sometimes we even set up emojis to mean different things, even as uh, as far as like, you know, you got three circle emojis on your phone, one's green, one's yellow, and one's red. So you have the devil emoji, you know, you have yeah. the stop emoji. And so it's very easy to create your own um, dom sub relation uh, communication skills yeah. where it can be very easy and easy to connect and um, and sometimes you just have to wait 
And sometimes, you know, I'll send a I'll send a request to him and I have to practice patience. And within that practicing patience, I will think to myself, instead of sitting here and being a brat about it, why don't I go ahead and maybe like go, you know, edit some photos. Let me go, you know, call my mother. <laughs> There's other productive <laughs> things that you can do, you know, while you're waiting for that. Oh, yeah, go ahead and do it or that. Why? I'm now understanding the yeah. getting more done aspect. Yeah. Um, when it comes to this sort of thing, um, both me and our partner are very much on the, even though you're locked and you're subby, like it should still be fun. So like we're, we're always very conscious of um, both physical and mental health. So as soon as you've got like uh, some, if you got get rash or rubbing, or if you're just having like, again, for me, one of my things is, uh, I don't really like wearing a cage to work because it fucks with my headspace and say the Dom sub thing. Um, I, I don't like that feeling whilst I'm at work because it puts me in the wrong set. So as, as much as you said, it's, it's about communication and setting your boundaries and things and saying, well, okay, well, I want to do this with you. I want to do this as well, but we can lock it, unlock on these, under these circumstances or like, like, uh, again, um, me and my current partner are long distance, so not to be, but uh, long distance. So therefore, um, like it's, as you say, it's trying to work out systems, work out things. Um, I've done things where I've had uh, the key get locked away under a time lock or you freeze it in an ice cube or there's there's playful things you can do that sort of add that layer of, well, okay, you're going to be able to, you're going to have the power to unlock why I say, but also we're going to have limitations on that. I was just going to say, when you think about, because I'm listening to you guys talk about it, I mean, there are definitely some challenges that come up, you know, and I mean, probably even just on the basic level, I would have always thought that, you know, and this is just purely based off of maybe, let's say, my um, naivety or a lack of understanding. When I see people post things, especially like on social media, I would always get the impression that, you know, that it's quite hot and sexy when somebody's like, oh, I'm at work and I snuck into the toilet and here's a picture of my, and I always, and I've always thought like, what is it like, you know, like wearing your cage at work? So it's really interesting that you said, you know, that you, for both of you, it's, it's so different. It's, you know, distracting for one and it's focusing uh, for someone else. And I think this is one of the things that always, you know, there are always going to be challenges um that come up with being caged and i know that rubbing is especially one um and maybe that's something quite interesting um like tyler you mentioned earlier you know getting the coconut uh is a coconut oil correct yeah use coconut oil max what do you use or do you have this issue do you have this problem because i know for some people it's quite easy for other people the chafing and the rubbing can really create problems i don't as i say i don't i don't ever lock quite long enough for it to really have any negative effects or if it does i take it off well before because i say i'm a bit more cbt don't judge but i'm like oh no (laughs) 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 Uh, no it's it's much same it's using moisturizers it's using uh there's a few different products and uh and skincare routines making sure you're you're shaven, but you're keeping your hair down and that sort of thing is all a key part of it just to make it comfortable. My journey to the coconut oil was not, <laughs> was not quick, swift, 
and first at all. I've tried all kinds of lubes that I'm not going to drag. Um, Water-based and oil-based. And I took a lot of different um, long-term locked people. I don't like really saying locked boys because I'm sure that there's a lot of other people out there who are. But a lot of other locked individuals and I've tested, I would almost say like every safe lube that you can buy. And one day I happened to just randomly stumble across a guy talking about using coconut oil to beat off. And I thought to myself, I have coconut oil in the cabinet. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's how I I just said, well, this is just going to have to be its purpose now. You know, I'm going to try it out. And if it works and I'm moving it from the kitchen into the bathroom and and it's been in the bathroom ever since the beginning of this October. And when I'm done with October, I guess this is going to have to just go to waste because <laughs> as far as that keep goes, it, keep it, keep and it. Then another thing too to um to what you were stating, you know, about shaving. I I wouldn't consider myself a bear. I am definitely more of an otter. My sir, one of his um demands or protocols, whichever you prefer to know it as, is that I don't shave, that I don't shave anything, that I don't cut anything off. So. The hair is there. If it gets snagged, then it gets snagged. But I think that uh, for me, you know, kind of just make sure that I, you know, take my time uh, setting it up. And and if I if I get a nice little reminder throughout the day, (laughs) then it is what it is. On the hair thing for me, it's um, I've got quite curly hair. So when I shave it off you get very prone to shaving rashes and all that sort of thing. So uh, shaving, um, yeah. plastic rubbing on, on, on freshly shaven skin often causes irritation and things. So as mm-hmm. I say, I use a lot of sort of uh, various different moisturizers and things. You get like nice hand moisturizers that makes a nice smell, nice and perfumed as well. Now <laughs> here's the next question. When you, you know, whether it's, nighttime or throughout the day, because at some point you're going to get horny, you're going to get turned on. When you're locked, are you allowed to come? Can you self-stimulate? Because I know for some people, the protocol is, well, you're locked and there's zero ejaculation. And for some people, you know, you're allowed to stimulate yourself somehow, but the device doesn't come off. But I know for some people, having the device on actually heightens the intensity of their orgasm so it's it's it seems like it's a win-win all around maybe for some people um what's what where where do you fall in this line of what's allowed to happen and not allowed to happen so for me and my partner it's very much again dependent on our moods and whatever we're doing at the time um i mean again i'm the sort of person that might lock up in the morning and then sort of spend all day looking at smart or gearing up or taking some photos getting in the mood and then at the end go right now i can unlock and uh, come or have a um, work out a thing where i then have to earn a come be it locked or unlocked um similarly like when in a situation where i might be allowed to unlock during a day de- uh, during a night or at work i'll be on a come van and then have to lock up as soon as i can or as soon as it's comfortable Uh, quotes um 
to to lock back up, but it's very much dependent on whatever guidelines, whatever not guidelines, whatever permission, whatever um, orders you have, um, and the personal preference as well. Like I'm, I'm very much dependent of so you and your partner are doing what you want to do and what's hot and fun for you to do. It shouldn't be about oh yes, ever you'll you must only ever do this because everyone's different. That's the half the fun of it. And learning and getting going on that journey is also really fun to be like, right, well, let's see. Let's say from, from now on, you're only allowed to cage cub. Does that make it better? Does it make it worse? Does it just like make your blood boil, but in a really hot, positive way? Need something tight and shiny for a special event? Want ideas for your next session? At Regulation, we're stocking thousands of products, including leather, rubber, toys, electro, restraints, and playroom furniture. Now shipping worldwide, or get free UK shipping when you spend over £25. Visit our London store or shop online at regulation.co.uk. Regulation. Kink. Delivered. I want to ask, when you think about the complications that come around, why do we think the Locktober trend is so popular? I think this goes back to tribe, whereas you feel like you're a part of something, a brotherhood. And this, I feel like chastity is a very safe space in all of the kings. It's something that you can either choose to have a control yourself. You can choose to give release control of as well. It's something that you can choose to do as long as you want or have someone tell you and challenge yourself there as well. But just as there are different tribes within the kink community, you have your leather, you have your rubber, you have your pup, and many more. Um, I think that during the October, is when you can really say, you know what, I'm going to see if if I can, just to see if I can. A chastity only costs between this price range, between that price range. Why not just give it a go? And I think that, especially what I've noticed this year around with my socials, is that I can't even tell you how many more followers I have and those that I've added back in return from posting uh, daily chastity pics of just me, you know, in my home or in my car. And there's no video that that goes along with it. And it's usually like a a story, you know, a thank to the chastity, a thank to Mr. S, a thank to, to to my followers. And You know, I really, you know, it's something that really opened my eyes to the the growth, how big that community is. Yeah, it's a very big community. Mm. It's way larger than what I thought. You know, I feel like we're in a very pro pup era right now where you see tons and tons and tons of um, pup information and, you know, pup. Uh, pup nights and things to that degree. And I love my pups. Don't get, don't get me wrong. 
But um, it is interesting during October that it's like, oh, we're all included. The rubber boys, the leather guys, the pups, the furries, the babies, the every everybody, you know, you know, can all jump into October for just 31 days. You know, and see how long you can go. I think I agree with that. Um, that it, it's a very easy thing to join in with. It the the bar to entry is really low. As you say, um, it's always been a problem um, with some of the tribes where the pop gear is quite expensive, the leather's quite expensive, rubber quite expensive. You need to have storage. You need to be able to actually have a chance to wear it, put it on. Or like having a cage that you can just tuck away in a drawer and join in. And it, the if you want to take photos and put them online and stuff it's very easy to make a quick kinky photo like if you're just being naked or something it's really hot but it's 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 an instant sign of kinkiness shall we say right um yeah um and sort of just a point to go back to one of the things Anton said um, earlier on uh, when it comes to he's going on social media and seeing all these boys and they're posting all these photos of them doing these cool things and being there in the cages. One of the issues with that, of course, is that all social media is a lie. Like you, you, you <laughs> see that snapshot of them doing something really hot and really fun, but you yeah. don't see them going straining all night or um, right. like right. struggling with things or sitting trying to like clean it in clean, <laughs> clean right, right in, in between. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right, and it's also like very hard to make sure that you have like some form of like true time of date trying yeah. time as well so you're like trying to make sure that the watch is like right or that the ipad is in the right position there's no glare you know you know the newspaper trying to do a ransom photo yeah <laughs> the ransom photo i always wonder and maybe this is a question for both of you like we're like getting close to the wrap-up bit but i've got a few more questions well, considering we know how much pressure um there is to keep up with social media sometimes. Do you, either of you ever feel as though you absolutely have to do this, um, you know, for your followers? Is there ever pressure from your followers for you to do even more than you might be doing already, more than you might be posting already? You know, do you feel like when it comes up, if you're not doing a daily post, are you letting your followers down? What is that pressure like if there is a pressure for you so i'll take this one because i've got a sort of slight interesting thing in the last year or so I've, I've been a bit too busy in my personal life to really start post a lot of gear stuff i haven't been going to as many events there's been a lot going on and i've just it's sometimes your headspace isn't there still post when i can still like to do things when i can every year i do a october calendar where people can play along and stay locked to things and it gives you a daily challenge of something kinky and fun to do with either um, a partner or as a self-lock one and every year i have that moment in sort of august where i go oh, i'm kind of a bit busy do i really want to do it? i haven't got any new ideas should i really do it and then i sort of i, I usually test the water and maybe post a bit and ask around and see if anyone's interested and i've got friends and other people i've met on social media and in things being like oh have you got some new ideas what's coming up and it's like Oh, so and then this year particularly, I was like, I'm not sure if I really want to do it. And then I was like, I got a few hundred people liking it going, yeah, yeah, no, we really want, we really want this. So I was like, right, fine, I'll sit down and I'll do it. And I came up with some new things and then I posted it and everyone seems to like it, seems to be fun. Um, so it's that, like, 
you have to sort of know how to balance that pressure and be like, oh, am I like, if I truly didn't want to do it, I would not find the time to do it. But it's it's nice to do something that the community likes. It's nice to have that interaction with people and then go, oh yeah, this is really fun and hot. I don't know how many people actually do the whole thing. I don't know how many people just look at it and go, yeah, that's making me strain. That's really hot. On to the next post. But um, <laughs> it's uh, it's um, I like do I like doing things that make people horny and hot. So, but it's it balancing that pressure can be quite hard. But I think you will you should try and all only give into it as much as you really want to. I'm really big on personal accountability. So. I, I set this goal for myself and I said that this is going to be the year. This is going to be the year I'm getting to 31. I'm staying locked up morning, afternoon, evening, overnight. I take it. I take off the shaft to take, to take the shower. And then it's right back on. I think that that may be, some may think that like, that's the extreme side of it. But then I think about those that are in permalock, you know, permanently locked down. And I see people that say that, you know, oh, I've been all locked down for the past 400 days. And I'm thinking 31 is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely give, you know, um, praise and, and and roses to those who have um, who have gone way past October or have gone through October and then thought, oh, well, I'll just do another 30 and another 30 and another 30. Yeah. And also to those who found out that it's not for them. And did not stay in it just for 31 days, enduring pain or injury. I've always said that I have to take my hats off to the people that would even try, you know, and I think there's nothing wrong with challenging yourself. I think it's always really good. You know, personally, I couldn't, I don't think I would. So I'm a, I'm a total wuss. I don't do pain. I can inflict pain, but I don't do pain. And especially when it comes to like CBT, I'm like, total squeamish so <laughs> completely i take my hats off to anyone who would do it i completely you know and i, I have to be you know honest and do yes it's nice to like look at pictures in perv and chat to people and follow blah 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 but i also can completely appreciate the amount of effort and energy that goes into actually doing it and i also understand what the challenge is and i'm very fortunate, I guess, to also be someone who's kind of gone through it, you know, whereas my partner has gone through it. And so I understand also the challenges that he has had to go with in testing and finding different cages and this works, that doesn't work some things with finding the right size with the ring for the balls and whether you need a strap and the struggle when it comes at night and it wakes you up because you're in agony and you have to get up and to do something else. So I can appreciate that. You know, it, it always makes me also then question, you know, understanding these challenges, why would you want to do it again the following <laughs> year? Well, I mean, there's always that thing where you go, oh, no, no, never again, never again, never again. And then a week later, you're like, hmm, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I, I think that this will, after I do my, my October, I'm saying that it'll be my last one. If I do choose to do it again, it'll definitely be in tandem with somebody else to like, like, oh, you're going through it. I'll go, you know, if you're worried about it or you want some, you know, a buddy to go through it with you, then I'll go through it with you. Like one of those situations, I, I severely doubt that this is 
Yeah, but then you'll get in a situation where it's all one-upmanship. We go, I'm here for you, but also here's some smut for you to look at, and it's going to get you really hard and make you stray. <laughs> so would you say then that it's a good idea to have a Locktober buddy, like someone you can bounce off and partner with and you can chat to like, hey, this is how my day seven is going. I've like skipped day one, but I'm here for you, you know? Yeah, if you can find it, like, you, get, you get support where you need support, yeah. There is a uh, gentleman that I never talked to, never I met him during this October, I'm sorry, October event. And I would say that we DM each other daily, supportive. Yeah. You know, not in, it's interesting um, because it's not one of those like, oh, you're mad sexy and come through and I need you to fill me up kind of support using my um quotation signs but you know it's one of those like i had to go to the gym today <laughs> and then you know explaining you know what happened and everything as he's going through his journey then like well this is what i went through today so it's always good to have that kind of support even if it is you know you're talking to someone hundreds if not thousands of miles away oh i have to ask this question for a listener before we wrap this up there is someone listening and I know they're going to want to know this question. What the fuck do you do when you go to the gym? <laughs> I mean, I could have been born about legs, so it is not an issue for me. I carry on like I normally do. And you shower with it on in the gym, like visible. I shower with it on in the gym. Yeah, I do. Um, luckily, the gym, the gym that I that I go to is I can pretty much see and engage the people who are working out there. It's like all in one space. So I can see if there's any um, minors that are also working out like with their, with their fathers or something like that, or they're there with their mother. So I can pretty much look around and see like, if this is like a safe time for me to go ahead and jump in the shower yeah. or am I getting in my car funky and just driving home and take my <laughs> and take the when I get there, you know? <laughs> So, oh, and then also, you know, when I am and I'm changing, I'm pretty confident with what I have, even if it's locked up. So I'm yeah. pretty good to go. No one's going to ask me no questions. I hear. I think that's always the that's always a thing, you know, the, because there will definitely be people who will be curious. You know, they will look, um, they will stare and they may not have the the courage to ask you what it is or what it is that you're doing, but you know that they're looking and there's always going to be those people who are going to pretend like they're being discreet and not looking. But I mean, how can you not look? It would, it would be silly to not even attempt. Voyeurism is a king. Maybe it'll un unlock something for them or lock something for them, I guess. Exactly. And then also, you know, when I'm in that kind of situation, I don't know if the person that's unlocked right now is usually locked. He could, the, it could be the biggest muscle guy in there. Yeah, as soon as he gets inside his car, he can't wait to throw some blue water and lock it back down. So I never know. So final from both of you, what is the most important piece of advice you might give to someone who's considering doing Locktober or maybe to someone who's in it already? What is the most important thing you think you might want to tell them? Health first. 31 days is just 31 days, but what happens to your body, you don't want to do anything that's going to be permanent as far as damage is concerned. Right size for the brain, right size for the shaft. Um, there's no need, as I said before, I've gone, I've tried this 
twice before in the past. You know, it's okay to stumble. And if you want to get back up and try it again, there's always next October. Companies are going to be coming out with more sizes, more rings, you know, so it's very easy. Um, the, the, the brand that we're using again, um, the Kink 3D, fully customizable. So I very much um, echo those sentiments of it's, it's about challenging yourself, but knowing your limitations. Like the moment that it's hurting you mentally or physically, that's when you've got to stop. You've got to have, I mean, kink is all about pushing boundaries and knowing those boundaries. And you will only do that by put, pre- putting pressure on them and seeing where it goes. But you've got to also know when to say, actually, I've had enough. I need to stop because that's where I need to go. But if you can do it, if you can carry on doing it, more power to you. You have some amount of fun. And also, uh, before before we go, I would like to give a quick uh, thank you out to um, Recon and also to the uh, Kink community for for all of the support. Uh, yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. An absolute pleasure. You know, we've talked about chastity and articles. We've done some really cool member videos and some other interesting bits, a part of our masterclass or something you'll have to pop over here for at some point as well. And I know that somebody also wrote in recently and asking about videos. So we're currently up uh, uploading videos to a new platform since we lost our YouTube channel. So keep an eye out on it for an announcement on that because we will be bringing those bits back. For our listeners, you know, if you're thinking about doing Locktober at some point in time or even just locking, um, remember to listen to your cock. And don't forget about your balls. They're just as important for some other people. Because I know when people say, oh, size doesn't matter. Size really does matter here. And this is something that I've learned also. And it matters both the size of your cock and the size of your balls. So these are two definite things that you listen to your body, you know. And I think when you're approaching or thinking about considering locking or going into something like Locktober, um, I think you should also think about what it is you want to get out of it. Um, you know, personally, I don't think anyone should feel defeated if, you know, you don't make it past two days or three days. I think there is definitely something to say for celebrating the fact that one, you gave it a go and Two, you made it a couple of hours and that's come and that's me as a complete total wuss. I don't think I'd make it an hour. So, you know, <laughs> sometimes, you know, when we face these kind of king challenges, you know, we talk about the journey and the journey is also about celebrating these little wins. So I don't think you should ever consider yourself having been defeated, but you've had a little win and you should understand what it is and celebrate that little win. And I think overall for, you know, listeners who are fans, um, especially for the listeners who are posting, please keep your cockpicks coming. Keep those cage picks coming. In the same breath, I have to also say that I'm very much looking forward to the picks that come up on November the 1st from those of you who make it to the end. Um, you know, that kind of like free day. So oh, yeah. 
I want to say a very special thank you to my guests, Max Wolfgang Bang and to Tyler, the leather otter. And I also want to say a huge thank you to those of you who are listening to the podcast. As I mentioned at the start, this is the final episode of season three. We will be taking a break for November, but we will be back in December with season four. So if you are an avid listener or a new listener, feel free to drop us an email at socialandrecon.com with your suggestions of what you think you'd like to hear us talk about in the next season of the Recon podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. And if you want to hear more, um, I invite you to go back through the other seasons for previous topics you might have missed. So goodbye for now. We'll see you in December. Thank you for listening. Ciao. Thank you.